Yes, last night was a close game loss for the Orlando Magic, but I'm here to tell you the numbers say it. Paolo Banquero is clutch. He was clutch last night too. Let's talk about what the numbers say about the Magic in clutch time, plus three-point shooting, and some trade deadline talk on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 18th. It will be January 19th, 2024. My name is Philip Ross from Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me, of course, on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's homecoming edition of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about Paolo Bancaro's numbers in the clutch because he is one of the most clutch players in the NBA. This season, I'm not going to say today, this season, we'll talk about where Paolo has found success and why he's a big reason why the Magic are where they are at. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. I'm back here in Orlando, back home, getting ready for tomorrow's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. And I've got something positive to say. I've got something really, really exciting to share with you. I wrote a post about it a few days ago. I wanted to save it till I got home so we could really dive in and really feel something positive. And, and guess what? Even though the Magic lost last night, I can still say what I'm about to say. Paolo Bancuro is really freaking clutch. He is, he is a clutch player. And frankly, the Magic have not had a guy who can take over games late the way that Paolo Bancuro can and, and has even at this young age, even in his rookie season. On my road trip, I was out down in Miami and saw one of Paolo's few clutch failures. He walked off the court Friday night in Miami, last Friday, not this Friday, last Friday, in Miami, extremely frustrated. You could see it. Like, yeah, like honestly, you could, we, we all saw the clip from Sacramento. We could tell that he was uh, using maybe some salty language. And it wasn't directed at anybody. Like, look, Miami won the game. Adebayo hit that big shot. Ben Caro hit two humongous shots to set all that up. But on the final possession, of course, or last meaningfully final possession, he had a runner that he missed. He got the rebound, ball slipped out of his hands. You could tell that it ate him up. That it ate him up to have that kind of a high-profile failure, to be frank, in a game that the Magic really needed to have. And again, we're, you know, we're, we'll get to schedule stuff later on. We're going to talk mid-season review stuff next week during our during the Magic's little break. Um, but you could tell that moment ate him up. He was not happy. And, and even post-game, like he was, I wouldn't say despondent, but he was frustrated. Frustrated mostly with himself. Obviously, we get to New York on Monday. 
And Paolo hits two critically huge jumpers to keep the magic in front. It's not just about your game-winning shots. It's about your just ability to make critical shots. And Bancaro, after an offensive rebound, Marco Fultz finds Bancaro for a step-in elbow jumper, which that shot is just money for him if you're not up in his grill. Easy basket. And then again, in transition, Markel gets down, down the hit, downhill, finds Bancaro. He's able to get a runner in, get a runner to go, and, and that maintained a four-point lead for the Magic. Big, 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 big shot. And of course, there was Wednesday night in Atlanta. Magic down by three. They left that door wide open. Atlanta couldn't quite pull away from them, couldn't get the stop that they needed down the stretch. I mean, yes, Orlando missed opportunities. Talked about that yesterday. Um, but Bancaro stepped up. His only made three of the game was the one that tied it. That should have sent it to overtime, but of course, DeJounte Murray did what DeJounte Murray does. As I always say with clutch stats, you know, usually they're smaller sample sizes. Usually you do have to take them with some grain of salt. Um, and as always, good teams don't win clutch games. They avoid them. But obviously we're dealing with a team that's going to be playing a very, very tight schedule and very, very tight around the margins. Every single one of these clutch games is going to matter. So if the, the fact that the Magic are 13-9 and nine and clutch games... It, it's a positive thing. I mean, really, we could say the only games that maybe they, they, they really, the two games they should have had, they probably should be 15 and seven. Or no, is that right? Yeah, 15 and seven. I can't math. Um, they should be 15 and seven because Atlanta and Miami were two golden opportunities they let slip away. But look, at the end of the day, when you're in a clutch situation, it's usually a 50 50 proposition. And so to be above 500 is to gain ground in these situations. And yes, some of these clutch situations are the Magic had a big lead. Teams came back on them. Some of it is the Magic snuck it under five for a little bit. There are those, but we can also count the number of times Magic have successfully won clutch games. The two games in Chicago, the Palo shot in Utah. There are a lot of really impressive, the game against the Knicks in Orlando. There are a lot of really impressive close game moments that this team has had. And for the most part, They've all involved Paolo Bancaro. If you are looking for another reason why Paolo Bancaro should be an all-star, here is another one. The thing that all-stars do a lot in 78.9 minutes of clutch action this season. He's played in every single clutch game the Magic have played so far. Um, in in 78.9 clutch minutes, Paolo Bancaro has scored 75 clutch points. He has scored the fifth most clutch points. That's when the game is within five points in the final five minutes in the entire league. The players ahead of him. Steph Curry leads the league at 113. Damian Lillard is second at 92. Mikhail Bridges at 90. Trey Young at 85. Paolo Bancaro at 75. Obviously, he is just a hair ahead of DeMar DeRozan of Chicago, who's got 71. The Bulls are playing the Raptors as I speak. And what at least the last time I checked, the score was a relatively close game. Nikola Jokic also has 71. Giannis Antetokounmpo has 65. Essentially what I'm saying is, when it comes to late game situations right now, Paolo is scoring with the best of them. He is scoring really, really well, and frankly, doing a lot of it at the free throw line. He's 21 for 28 from the foul line. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything's hunky-dory. He's shooting 43.6% on these clutch field goals. He's 24 for 55. So he still has 
his share of misses. He's got nine turnovers in those 78.9 minutes across 22 games. He will still make a lot of mistakes. He's six for 17 from three, which is 35.3%, you know, for where he was last year, getting to where he is now is certainly a, a, a positive thing and certainly a, a positive sign. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Paolo should win the clutch player of the year. I don't think he's quite there yet. But what we do know and what we have seen, take the numbers, take the stories, take them both together. What we have seen is a player who is unafraid of the moment, who is unafraid of the big shot, whom his team trusts to take those big shots. Now, obviously, Franz Wagner has been out for a while. But there are no other players close on the Orlando Magic. As far as where the Magic go in the clutch, it's Paolo. Paolo is the decision maker. Paolo is the scorer. Paolo is the shooter. In all their clutch minutes, Franz Wagner has 22 clutch points. He's shooting just 7 for 18, by the way. Jalen Suggs has 21. He's 6 for 19. 5 for 14 from 3 in clutch situations with 14 rebounds, 4 assists. Not too bad. and As well as 3 steals. So clutch defense from Jalen. But after that, no one scored more than 10 points in clutch situations. When you get to the end of a game, and yeah, I'm talking about total numbers, so how much you play does matter. Franz has obviously missed a lot of time. Wendell's missed a lot of time. He had a big shot on Monday's game. Uh, Jalen missed a lot of time. Markel's missed a lot of time. Ball, you know, Markel was very clutch last year as far as just clutch field goal percentage, but there was a lot more balance last year. This year, Paolo is this team's everything. And frankly, make or miss at this point, I want Paolo taking those shots. It is another situation where you live with the mistakes, you live with the faults because this is what Paolo is going to be doing for the rest of his career. In fact, he mentioned that when talking about some of the double teams. He said, I understand I'm going to be seeing these double teams for the rest of my career. I need to learn how to handle them. He's done a pretty good job handling them and, and learning how to handle them. Obviously, he still makes some mistakes here and there, but this is all part of that learning process. And Paolo Bancaro is a clutch player. Plain and simple, Paolo Bancaro is a clutch player. And frankly, the Magic probably haven't had a player with these kind of clutch bona, fide, bona fides since Richard Lewis, since Jameer Nelson. Maybe Tobias Harris, had, he had that little run. Um, probably not since Tracy McGrady, a, a player who really strikes fear into defenders' hearts, knowing he's going to get the ball and he's going to do something with it. Frankly, it just feels like Paolo comes alive in these clutch moments. And before you get to anything else, having a player like that, that's the foundation of everything. So... Paolo's climbed to eighth in the Eastern Conference front court. He's within striking range of passing Bam Adebayo for seventh before we get to the end of voting this uh, voting at the end of the day on Friday, three for one voting day on Friday. We're expecting Paolo Bancaro to be an NBA All-Star, and this is yet another reason why. Okay, as I do after every game where the Magic don't shoot the ball particularly well, I know I mentioned it yesterday, let's dive into some of the three-point shooting numbers and why three-point shooting is the problem the team is going to define the team's second half of the season. We're going to get to that and the trade market coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, daily fantasy games can be really, really, really tough. 
you got those strange salary caps. You got those strange scoring rules. It do, it doesn't make sense. When you play a daily fantasy game, you want simple. And there's nothing more simple than saying whether you think a player is going to score more or less than a projected amount. And that's what prize picks is. All I have to do is put together a group of two to six players and predict whether they will score more or less than the projected amount. If you think Joel Embiid is going to score more than 30 points in Friday's game, you just say more. I wouldn't bet. I mean, I wouldn't bet on that if Wendell Carter's starting. I don't know if he is because Wendell Carter's a Joel stopper. Yeah, I said it locked on Sixers. If you think Paolo Bancaro is going to score more than 23 and a half points, you just say he's going to score more. It's that simple. And with the NFL playoffs going on, you can actually do special custom leagues as well that combine basketball and football stats like receptions and three-pointers made. It's that easy. It's that much fun. And you can integrate all your sports into one into one pick. Go to prizepicks.com where daily fantasy is easy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Today's episode of Locked on Magic is also brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, Every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy. When you have that many quality candidates, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires or quality hires for versus leading competitors. And I know as someone who's looked for jobs on LinkedIn, it is also great for the, for the job seeker as well. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. We want to thank you again for making locked on magic part of your day every day. Remember to check out the Locked On Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Okay, uh, I remember just I remember last night when I was in the mental health room at the State Farm Arena. That is the name of the room I was in. That was not the state of my uh, mental health at the time, despite doing the the ad read that I did for that game. Uh, and I remember just kind of throwing a throwaway line in that, saying like, you know, the Magic didn't shoot the ball well. Like, it's, sometimes it's just about making some shots. And 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 you know, again, Jamal Mosley kind of repeated, "We're getting good looks. They're just not going down." And and so I, I, I got, you know, I was sitting in the airport in Atlanta and, and I got back into the habit that I get into when there are these kinds of games. Because look, the Magic are playing really well right now. Like, I want to repeat this. Like, 
Yes, they're yes, they went one and three on this road trip, but all four of these games, the Magic brought it defensively. They were great defensively in Miami. They were holding Oklahoma City to 112 was a heck of an effort. They held the Knicks under 100 points. Holding that Hawks team to 104 po- 106 points, I think it was a 110 defensive rating for the Magic. That is some excellent defense. And look, the Magic have made it very, very clear that their goal this year is to play really good defense. And I know the Hawks made some plays down the stretch. They got to the foul line, whether you want to believe those were fouls or not. I mean, I just got fouled, just got fouled, so I threw my head back. Um, it happened. Um, but the Magic are playing really, really well right now. And I think coming home, I think getting a couple practices, getting some healthy bodies back. I like. I am not concerned about the Magic. We know how the schedule sets up. We know getting some home games right now is going to be big. It's a big weekend. Got to get. I think you got to go two and one this weekend if you if you can manage it. Um, and the two games on sa- Sunday and Monday are especially huge. Uh, but look, at the end of the day. They got to find a way to scratch out wins. And frankly, you know, like this is kind of the thing. Your defense is only good if you can outscore it. Um, and that's the problem right now. And, and, that, and honestly, like this is the problem that will define the rest of the season. So I did what I always do after these bad three-point shooting games. And Orlando ended up shooting, I believe, eight for 35 um, uh, in, in this game against the Atlanta Hawks. Or 10 for 35, excuse me, 10 for 30. I made them worse than they were. They shot 10 for 35 from three. Caleb Houston went one for seven. Cole Anthony went one for six. Paolo Bancaro went one for five. Jalen Suggs was a perfect three for three. Wendell Carter, I believe, was three for four. They got some, they did get some looks to go down, but like three of their best three-point shooters or three of their most reliable three-point shooters did not hit shots. And so sometimes there's nothing you can do. You know, these guys got to keep hitting, taking shots. And, you know, I think, I think, you know, I made the joke during the game, like Caleb Houston, whatever green light Caleb Houston has probably needs to go to yellow. Jet Howard got is going to get called up for Friday's game. You know, so shooting reinforcements are maybe coming. Being back in the Kia Center is going to help as well. But the bottom line is this. I did what I always do after these kinds of games. I went to the NBA.com stat page and tried to figure out, okay, were these actually good shots? And as has seemingly always been the case, Yes, these were good shots. But the Magic went 5 for 18 when the closest defender was 6 or more feet away. The Magic were 5 for 14 when the closest defender was 4 to 6 feet away. That means the Magic made all 10 of their three-pointers when they were quote-unquote open or wide open. And 32 of the team's 35 attempts came when the team when they were open or wide open. 35 to me is the right number for the Magic. I've, I've said all year I want the Magic to get to around 35 attempts per game. They're at about 30 a little bit more than 30 now after the last couple of weeks, but I think 35 is probably the right number for them to just be taking enough threes to keep defenses honest, but they're not making threes. They're getting good shots and they're not making them. And honestly, after everything else, that's why the magic are losing. You look at, you know, like you look at say, the starting lineup with Chuma Okeke and Caleb Houston. And, and I think most Magic fans are ready for the team to move on from that. You know, maybe put Anthony Black in there. I'll advocate and say, I think I think the Magic just need to put Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter back in. The minute, whatever minute restriction they're on, they're pretty much off at Carter played 24 minutes. Fultz hit 30 on Wednesday. 
it's time to just get back, to, you know, figure out if our preseason assumptions were correct. Um, and and those two guys are playing really well. And I know there's some frustration with Markel and and some of it's warranted. Um, but it, it's it, like I'm not impressed with the with the Caleb Houston Shumo KK lineup. Magic kept it for continuity's sake, you know, for you know, better for worse. That's what they did. Um, that lineup is slightly positive. They had a really good game on Wednesday, but you know, I think we all sense that, okay, that, that lineup's not doing it. And a lot of it is because the shooting is so inconsistent. And you, when you look at the numbers, they defend really, really well. They don't score points, typically. They scored points on Wednesday. They won their minutes 36-31, um, but they don't typically score a lot of points. And every issue the Magic have, if you look at the best lineups the Magic have, almost all of them, almost every good lineup the Magic has Includes Joe Ingles. It includes Gary Harris for as poorly as he shot this year. Shooting is the thing that defines the problems with this team. Um, you know, bottom line, this team is the worst three-point shooting team in the league right now. They're shooting 34% from three, which is the, the lowest in the league. They are not making enough shots to, you know, they're not make, uh, let me say that. Let me rephrase that. They, they, are, they are still competitive. It's not that they're not competitive. Their defense is making them competitive. But their lack of shooting is holding them back. Why have they fallen to eighth in the Eastern Conference playoff standings? Why are they looking at a road game in that 7-8 matchup? It's because they're not shooting the ball well enough. And look, I mean, honestly, that Atlanta game, it was played at Orlando's pace. Holding that Atlanta team to 106 points is a heck of an effort. It was played at a pace that Orlando could control. They were leading most of the game. There's some seesawing, but... They were leading most of that game. They looked like they were ready to take over and they couldn't hit a shot. And it opened them up to a situation where Atlanta could hit some tough shots. Where Atlanta, you know, I hate saying this to it about Atlanta because I think they are still very dangerous. I don't want to see them in a play in, in a in a do or die situation in the play-in tournament. But it put them in a situation where they believe they could win the game and they outworked Orlando in, in, in those final three minutes to win it. Everything springs from these three-point shooting problems. And it's a definitive question for the Magic as we get closer to the trade deadline, as we see how this team develops over the course of the rest of the season. It's going to determine where they end up seating-wise, and it's going to be part of every single transaction discussion that we're going to have the rest of the, the year. Until, you know, in the summer, at the deadline, it's, it's the definitive thing. The Magic need shooters. It's not just that they need shooters because they're shoot. They're you know they got some decent shooters. Like Paolo's gone cold a little bit. Jalen Suggs rede redefined himself as a great shooter. You know Franz is obviously having a down shooting year. Gary's having a down shooting year. Wendell's an excellent shooter. They have some shooters. It's just about getting them to make shots every single night. With that being said, it's time to get a little bit more serious about the trade deadline. We're, what, two weeks away? Three weeks away? Let me get my calendar out. We are three weeks away from the trade deadline, so let's talk a little bit about what the Magic are thinking, offering, considering. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. You know, I was up, uh, I was out on the road and I got this like handy notification on my phone here 
Uh, and yes, that is a Larry O'Brien trophy on my phone. Um, got that got, got a handy notification on my phone telling me that prices for tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers were dropping. Now, why are they why would they be dropping? This is our last chance to see Joel Embiid until our inevitable playoff series coming up uh in April. The MV the 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 reigning MVP. Why are they dropping? I don't know. But that loss is your game. If you want to go see the Orlando match play the Philadelphia 76ers tonight, if you want a last-minute ticket to the game, game time is your place to go and get it. You shouldn't have to worry about getting those tickets. Game time has you covered. You get with game time, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even after an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals for tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a whole lot more. With zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time actually picks the seats for big-time savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the L and the O for on are capitalized. Don't know if that matters, but that's what it says. For $20 off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, I want to close today's show because obviously there's a lot of talk about the trade deadline. And, and this week was a, a big one for trade deadline talk. And, and, you know, I have a big article coming out on the trade deadline tomorrow. I'm not going to completely preview that here. But um, the Magic are obviously involved. Um, and, and the Magic obviously have to be a player. Um, you know, this week, you know, I reserve kind of comments on what's going on around the league uh, because I was on the road and, and very focused on game coverage. You know, I'm saying with people I didn't want to didn't want to record um, record uh, outside of the arena uh, outside of the arena space, um, but obviously we had another big move. The Indiana Pacers requiring Pascal Siakam, um, a huge move. Not not just a move that affects this year. Um, it's not just that that you know maybe solidifies the Pacers as a full playoff team. Um, it, look, four through eight still going to be a fight. The Magic are two and a half back of uh, the Knicks and the Cavs for that spot. It, don't we are not out of getting a home court advantage in the first round. Like we're not out of it. The way the schedule sets up for the magic, they're going to be in the running. Um, it, we will have the chance to make that ground up. So I like the standings look bleak. The team is struggling right now. There's still a lot of time left. There's still a lot of season left. So the magic are in striking distance. Don't worry about the standings quite yet, but undoubtedly the pieces just got better. I mean, yeah, they gave up a lot. Bruce Brown is a big vet, big time veteran to get, but you know, Siakam also has championship experience. And so, and so we have to ask ourselves, what are the magic doing to keep up? What are the magic doing to get better? And you know, I I I I try to take a more holistic approach to the trade deadline. You know, I try I try to think, okay, like what what are our goals? You know, like what are we trying to accomplish? What do we need immediately? And what can we wait till the summer? You know, uh, that, that is the big question. And, and every time I ask, every time I do these exercises, every time I ask these questions, I always, I always try to keep two things in mind. First, 
at least from what I can sense and what I feel about this team, it's not about this season. The Magic are not going to do anything just for this season, just like the Pacers did, um, just like the Knicks didn't. But now that we're starting to see other teams make these very aggressive moves, we have to start thinking about, not, not necessarily about keeping up with the Joneses, because I don't think that's the right way to approach things, but we do have to start thinking about which teams are we knocking out to climb where we want to go. And if the Knicks got better with OG Ananobi, and if the Pacers got better with Pascal Siakam, how do the Magic not only keep pace, but get better? Now, I think a big part of what this second half of the season is, is kind of figuring out what this team's actual needs are. Like, like look, we know they need a, we know they need shooting. That's number one. We suspect they need a point guard. Uh, like a real full-time point guard. You know, not that Markel Fultz has not been good, and he's I think he's played fantastic over the last week, but he may not be the right point guard for this team. And, and, and I think that's a big, I mean, that's a question the Magic have to answer more immediately because of his free agency this summer. Um, you know, we have to figure out what this team actually needs. And, and frankly, I think a lot of that comes in the playoffs. Getting into a playoff series, getting beat, re- understanding how bad that shooting need might be or figuring out to me, like the big thing is figuring out what do we have that's going to get better internally and what do we have that can only get be improved external. And again, some of those conclusions may already be made. It may be, okay, we know we need shooting. We don't have a shooting on the roster. We need more shooting. Uh, some of it may be, we have already decided on Marco Fultz. If the magic already decided on Marco Fultz, the only reason that they would keep him, the only reason they wouldn't make a move to make a, to get a point guard at this deadline is concerns about chemistry. And my understanding is that there are some concerns about that, that a, a major disruption like that, because this team is so close, would disrupt chemistry and would throw this team off a little bit. And I think that's a real concern. I think that is a real consideration. You know, these are human beings. Markel is extremely well-respected and a big big friend of a lot of players on the team. The, the, the guys love, the guys love each other, but, and the business of the team, the business of the league is starting to creep in on this team. And it's going to be a reality they have to face. I'm not sitting here saying just roll this whole thing back next year. They, they cannot do that. But now we got to start thinking about what does this team actually need? And not just for this year, for the next two, three seasons, at least. And how do we go about getting that? What are we willing to give up? And, and that's honestly the more difficult side of the equation. The rumors going around, uh, Mark Stein on his Substack has, has posted a lot of these, um, but you know Jake Fisher's, I think, corroborated at least the Wendell Carter part, is that the Magic are indeed shopping Wendell Carter and Marco Fultz, or at, at least the way Mark Stein phrases it, is executives believe both are going to be available. Um, the Magic, again, notoriously tight-lipped. They don't say anything. But to me, the logic is there. Because what are the Magic looking straight? Well, Paolo and Franz are off the table. Jalen's probably off the table. Um... But you're willing to trade right now are Gary Harris, Chumo KK, expiring contracts. Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter, they've been hurt most of the year. And Markel Fultz has a long list of injuries. Um, so what value are you actually getting? And, and that is that is the bigger problem that the Magic have. I mean, look, Orlando's going to get involved. Um, they have been linked to Malcolm Brogdon. They have been linked to Tyus Jones. 
Uh, you know, there, you know, our friend Matt Moore over at Locked NBA suggested the Magic do get into the Zach Levine business and do try to acquire Zach Levine to get uh, another secondary playmaker and a big time score and a big, you know, a big time shooting threat. You know, Zach Levine's three point percentage may not be great, but he is a shooting threat. Defenses respect his shot, and that that's important. I would argue the Magic should at least be probing and, and kicking the tires on Dejounte Murray. To get uh to get a high profile kind of lead guard who can take over games when you need him to can be an assist guy but can also play a little bit off the ball um you know there, there's there's definitely some people who, who don't think that but um but theoretically he can do that and theoretically he can be a good defender and he's got the size the magic like the magic do have the assets to do some of this um they have some big contracts they can move Jonathan Isaac's another big contract that that can move that's got a lot of injury questions they have all their draft picks that they can move and the Magic have to get serious about this now. They have to start thinking, okay, what do we need? How do we get, who Who do we target? Because it's who not, you know, you don't just take what the market gives you. You target who you want um, and, and the, the player type that you want. And they have to make sure, they have to start getting better. Um, you know, again, they've done a lot to make, to, to, to foster internal growth. And the Magic are where they are in the standings because of internal growth. They have they have 22 wins. They're over 500 at the 41-game mark for the first time since Dwight Howard left. This season, e even if the Magic just get to 44 wins, even if they match their 22 and 19 first half of the season, 44 wins beats the Vegas over-under. That gets them into the playing tournament. That gets them in the postseason. That's a successful season. Is it a smashing success? Is it everything we thought it was? No. And that's the part this team's going to have to figure out. Frankly, right now, because we haven't seen a fully healthy roster and we've got, you know, maybe a dozen games until the, until the deadline, because we haven't seen a fully healthy roster, my suspicion or my belief at this juncture is that we got to see what this team looks like before we really know what it needs. Again, we know shooting. We probably know point guard, maybe center, shooting again. We know these things. We just got to find, the Magic just have to be smart about finding it and, and maybe developing it still. Um, we'll see. That's good. That's good for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. And of course, check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. It's thanks to that support that I was able to go on the road. Follow the Magic, be part of your voice uh, covering the team. Um, I know that that the Magic don't always have the largest traveling contingent. Um, so I truly appreciate that opportunity, and I truly appreciate all your support. I'm hoping to travel again for the playoffs. I'll certainly be traveling down to Miami on February 4th, uh, or February 6th, excuse me, uh, for that last game in Miami. Um, I will be taking Brightline since everyone asked me the last time if I took Brightline. Um, that's my plan, at least. Um, but... I truly appreciate all your support and, and, and appreciate, you know, whether you're reading, listening, wherever, I truly appreciate all your support. If you do have the ability to, to donate a little bit of uh, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub, you do get some extra content. You do get a, access to a Discord 
channel with me uh, and all that jazz. Don't forget to check out the Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel for all the latest on, uh, around the sports world from local experts like me, as well as Lockdown's national shows. Definitely check that out today. On tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we will have a Friday night, Saturday morning episode of Lockdown Magic. We'll recap the Magic's homecoming game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.